Welcome everybody to the very first BNB Sparky series. I'm here with Ed Arndt, uh, State General Manager of the Schneider Electric Business uh, for Queensland, Victoria and Tasmania. Morning, Matty. Welcome. Yeah, good morning. Uh, we're a little bit stiff, a little bit, uh, little, I need to relax a little bit. Yeah, it's a little Bear bit. Bear with um, me. Big day, but uh, I'm sure we'll loosen up as we get along. We are here at the Gabba, uh, obviously my favourite day of the working year, which is the Club Clips or Charity Luncheon. Um, today we are supporting the uh, Beyond Blue charity. Yes. So we'll get into that in, in a little while. Um, firstly, thanks for coming on. It, basically, those that are familiar with the other podcasts we do obviously know that they talk a bit of sport and we talk a bit of rubbish, but uh, I did want to do a, a bit of a series that focuses in on, on my other passion, which is the electrical industry. So as one of the, the industry heavyweights or... Um, oh, do I, how do I take that? <laughs> no. Yeah, absolutely. Well, uh, appreciate you coming on, and obviously it's a very busy day for us, so we'll, yeah, we, we've got a bit to do. I, I just want to I want to take everyone back to the very first day of Ed Arndt's uh, journey in the electrical industry. Where did you start? Where did it all happen? All right. Well, firstly, thanks for having us. Uh, it's a good day for us, and it's a very special day for us as a business and, and for our charity. Uh, wow, going right back. It's been a while for me. Uh, 30 years this year in the electrical industry. Um, 30 years, almost uh, end of the year where I started. Uh, started as an apprentice. Um, actually started as a mechanical apprentice and then uh, an electrical apprentice straight after that. So started for a company that was called Asset in those days. Um, my first actual day as an apprentice was actually, the I think, about the 3rd or 4th of Jan. But I actually started... Uh, a pretty much straight out of school, um, got the apprenticeship, picked that, that, that career. Did you have schoolies week back then? So I, I did schoolies week and then started with dad on, my, on the Monday after. So did, not, did they have schoolies back then? Not sure. Well, I'm, I'm sure there was schoolies back then, but uh, coming, growing up in a small country town now, I think our schoolies are a little bit different than today's schoolies um, on the Gold Coast. I think uh, actually talking about, I think a few of my mates and I, we went camping for the weekend. That was our schoolie. So That's very good. And we, all of us, I think out of the four of us that went away camping, we all had a job to start the next week. So Yeah, cool. Yep. Uh, what do you think is the biggest change you've seen in our industry in that, in that 30 years? Oh, wow. Uh, the industry's definitely changed, no question. Um, we've gone from, you know, the traditional stuff hasn't changed. You know, electrical industry really hasn't changed. The principles haven't changed. It's how we use electricity has changed, you know. You know, as you know yourself, mate, you know, everything's connected. Everyone, no one wants to wait for anything anymore. Everything's instantaneous and everything's, everything's connected. Gone as um, the days of just making something, screwing on the wall and walking away from it. Everyone wants to be able to control it, talk to it, um, and have it do something that it's never has before. And we still, imagine if we look back in another 20 years to see how it's evolved in, if it's changed so much in the last 20, what it's going to look like in the next 20. I had that conversation with someone yesterday that we, we really, if you're building a new home now and, and not thinking of the next five to ten years of what that might look like, then, then you're probably doing a disservice to that house yeah. because it, that it's going to sit there for you know, 20, 30, 40 years. We, yes, we renovate houses, but nowhere near as often as we renovate commercial buildings. So yeah. you know, the infrastructure you're putting in a, in a house now is, is critical uh, with it all is. the things that, changes that we're seeing. So it's funny you say we don't, we don't renovate homes 
that offer now. I think we will. I think we'll probably do a lot more of it. Uh, hence, we play a big part of that because selling a house that you build now in 10 years will, will have to be different than it is now because like it will evolve so quickly. I think we'll start to see a whole lot more people do more renovations electrically than they do now Yeah, to be relevant. Yeah, true. Uh, what do you think is our biggest challenge in the next five to ten years? Um, in the industry? Yeah. I, I think our biggest challenge is making sure that we don't give away what, you know, the expertise that our industry brings the, as technology changes, uh, experience changes, people do trades and learn a skill that, um, that, that stops people from getting killed at home or electrocuted. You know, really making sure we value that and that we don't uh, undercharge that going forward because we'll spend more time doing what we do. We want to spend more time at home enjoying our lives. Um, we can't. We have to be really, really careful that the industry doesn't give that away for free as we become more and more challenged with overseas markets and, and imported, even contractors, but really making sure that we really understand the value that the electrical industry brings. What about two of your biggest passions colliding? You've got cars yes. and electricity. Cars and electricity, yeah. Electric vehicles, obviously, they're, they're a bit of a buzzword at the moment and, yeah. and it will take a little bit of time for them to really ingrain themselves into Australian society, but it's, it seems like it's happening quicker than expected. It is, yeah. Uh, I think um, it's interesting you say that because uh, uh, right now I'm actually you know, really interested in do I buy an electric vehicle? I'm actually considering one myself um, and I don't think it'll be too far away that, that we will, uh, they'll be normal. Uh, half of our fleet at work could possibly be. You and I could both have one, Matt. That sounds good. Yeah. Is, am I going to be able to draw electricity from that, from the car into my house to top it up during those peak times, do you think? Yes, you are. Yes. And that's the evolution we'll really see. Like we go back to that renovating, when we see the electrification of vehicles become the mainstream and all manufacturers are doing it, there's no question. Um, it's becoming the norm and... Okay, the, the urban CBDs will be probably more so, but I was in Townsville just early this week and we were talking to a contractor about, hey, electric vehicles, you know, you think it's going to go up here? And they said, oh, I don't think so. You know, it's so far away. And literally, during the conversation, a Tesla drove past us and he goes, well, clearly I'm wrong, you know. Um, and so, then there's, there's obviously the highway all the way from, yeah. from Cairns to, to, the, to Brisbane now that you can, you can drive your yeah. electric vehicle and so charge as, the whole so, way. Yeah, absolutely. So as you just get back with your question, as... That network of vehicle grows, so does the electrical storage capacity that we have. You don't need a battery on your wall at home or a solar panel. Solar panel will produce the power, charge your car, drive your car, come home. What's left in your car, run your house with. It's yep. the reverse back powering the house. So it will change dramatically. And the more people understand that, and, and again, coming back, let's you know, make sure that we don't give that away for free. But that's, that's the investment we're all making in the next 50 years of our, our industry. I was, I was trying to, you know me, I sit there watching a lot of sports on the weekends. I caught a little bit of the, of the Le Mans 24-hour yeah. and I was surprised to hear the commentary team say this, this event has to go uh, more renewable as, it, as uh, it was quite surprising the carbon footprint that that race leaves. Yeah. One race on the calendar and it leaves a massive carbon footprint. Uh, yeah. So they're, they're mindful of the fact that their industry is changing, you know. Yeah. Um, you know, Formula F1. F1, it's it, they're already hybrids, right? You know yeah. more about that than me, but they're, they're already hybrids, and you've then you've also got the is it the Formula E that um, yeah, Formula e. that um, you know maybe if all the personalities from Formula One went 
picked up and went to Formula E, I would say Formula E would already be more popular than... Yeah, well, Formula E, the, really the initial testing and the driving they've been doing is the torque and the speed these things have got is unbelievable. The yeah. acceleration is is not team four. So just go back to Le Mans, go back five years ago, They, you know, maybe maybe a bit more than five years ago, but we started running diesel cars. Everyone's going, oh, this, this is crazy, you know. We've used race fuel for a reason for years and years, and suddenly diesel cars become the norm, and now we're moving to electricity to actually reduce that carbon footprint. Quickly moving more. away from diesel already again. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. But, you know, no one ever thought that diesel would be that, and we evolved so quick in that um, carbon space. So, so we've got into another one of your passions, which is motorsport. Yeah. Where did that begin? What? Um, yes, that's true. I've uh, had a very... Very strong passion for motorsport. Um, been lucky to be around it for pretty much a majority of my life now. <laughs> um, started, um, I was working part-time actually at a mate's um, panel beating shop. Yeah. Doing after-school work. Got um, a bit of pocket money. Um, always liked cars. I've always been working on cars and there's a panel shop that I was helping actually, I think I was actually doing one of my cars when I was a kid. Um, and he had a speedway car an open wheel speedway car and started working for him and pretty much started uh, travelling with him doing speedway. We did really well. We built a couple of cars and that just evolved to different types of motorsports, very connected industry. Um, got to know a few people, you know, travelled a bit. Was lucky enough to travel around the world. Um, Ended up at the Nürburgring, is that right? Yes. Uh, lucky enough to be at the Nürburgring a few times. We, we did the 24-hour race, um, worked for an Australian... Again, through same connected people, a group of mates um, got to know three guys that self-funded a car and took it three years in five to the Nürburgring and run the 24-hour race. Very cool. That's, uh, I was quite embarrassed when I found that out, actually, Ed, because I always talk to you about motorsport and I think I know what I'm talking about, whereas you actually know what you're talking about. Uh, <laughs> I'd probably like to be more involved these days, but um, obviously time's a bit poor. Um, my son's just got into go-karting, so it's a, it's a new venture in the motorsport, but it's really just hang on to that. But, you know, definitely a supercar fan, F1 fan, no, no question. Very go cool. Go I can. Well, that's awesome. Um, I, I won't, I won't, we won't go into it too much. Collingwood, though. Not enough, t- not enough <laughs> tattoos and too many teeth to be a pie supporter. So how, yeah, well, how did that start? Um, don't actually know how I ever become a pie supporter because no one in my family followed Collingwood. We're all... Everyone was either Hawthorne or the, uh, the Kangaroos back then. Um, and I somehow just popped out. It would be the odd one, and maybe it's, yeah, I don't know. I have got uh, all teeth. <laughs> They're um, all your own. <laughs> and I'm not covered from you know, full sleeves, and they are all my teeth. <laughs> but the pies have, um, yeah, they've just been my, my footy side for a long, long time. And, and they're going all right this year. They are going all right this year. I still haven't got over last year, and it'll take, well, I think we'll need to win the flag before I get over last year, but, um, yeah, they're going really, really well. Could be worse. You could be a Titans fan. Yeah, that's true. Uh, All right. I know you're passionate about that. <laughs> it's been a rough year. <laughs> but that was us a couple of years ago. Yeah. Know, it changes really quickly. Club Clips, obviously, why we're here today. Um, it's, it's a very important part of the industry. It's a, it's a massive thing that we do. Uh, do you want to talk a little bit about your passion for, for Club Clips and, and what you yep. think you know, its best assets are and where, yep. where we're headed. Okay, and yes, I'd love to because for me, um, Club Clips is a really key part and, and I know it's under our brand, there's no question about that, but I guess we really see it as uh, it's, it's about bringing like-minded 
electricians and contractors together to, sh- to do what we like to do. And, you know, contractors, we have great success. And just by bringing them together, we really we put on events that are either social, uh, business-related, business forums, uh, networking events, and then even like today, like today, you know, we every two years we pick a, the advisory board, pick a, a new charity that's always a charity that's, you know, it doesn't get a whole lot of money from the government beyond blue this year. It's very, you know, very close to many people. Yes. It's a really, really good charity. And, um, you know, we really just try and leverage the club and you know, use the generosity of all of our, our members to, to help raise money for them. The Queenslanders are very good at it. They yes. This has always been a great event. It's, all, it, it's definitely my favourite day of the, yeah. the working year. Um, beats working, that's for sure. Well, it is working, Matty. So. <laughs> So we get to do it for a, for a job. It is good. Um, what we talked before about consumers changing. Obviously, our customers are changing as well. What do, what do we need to do at a club level to make sure that we change with our customers there? Sorry, that's a bit of an on-the-spot question yeah, for you. Right. No, what do we need to do with our customers, you mean? Uh, yeah, what, or what, what, do we need to, what do we need to do so that we, we stay relevant for them in, in their businesses? I, I think just be really aware that, um, that we are really trying to help them stay relevant. That is the word, right word. Relevant is the key. You know, we, we, we're at the forefront of technology. We lead technology as an, as an organisation, and I'm talking about ours at the moment. Yeah. Um, so it's our responsibility to actually help bring our members and, and general electricians and contractors along. Many of them are much smarter than we will ever be, no question. But they, everyone needs to, you know, to bounce ideas and check and change. And we couldn't do what we do in design-wise without these people, you know, everything that we do is by feedback of what needs to happen and be constantly wanting to be relevant. So Definitely. Yeah. So I think it's, I think you snout, your question about being relevant is the key. What is relevant? Relevant changes every day. Yeah. Before I let you go, we've yeah. got people starting to filter in here. I've got three questions for you that I want to finish with. Uh, sort of a rapid fire setup. We try and do this in our um, beers and banter format. Uh, First one, favourite bar you've had a drink in in the world? Favourite bar I've had a drink in would have to be the top of the Marita Bay Sands Hotel in Singapore. Hopefully back there next year with the club. Uh, yes, definitely back there <laughs> next year. That would be the plan and maybe even before that. But um, That'd be nice. Best view in the world for a drink. Favourite athlete of all time? Favourite athlete of all times, Michael Schumacher. Schumacher. Very good. Uh, right, right, last one. Any four people from history over for a barbecue, who do you invite and what are you cooking? Oh, jeepers. Alive or dead, doesn't matter. Alive I'll or bring dead. them back for you. Definitely have Michael Schumacher, there's no question. Yep. Um, probably Swanee from the pies. I'm not <laughs> sure what we'd have to eat. Probably steak on the barbie. Um, other two? Um, I don't really know that. It's a good question. They'd probably be either footy or, or motorsport. Um, you'd be welcome any time, Matt, you know that. That sounds good. Um, but, yeah, they would be definitely sports professionals. Tiger Woods, I think, would probably be definitely on the table. He'd be there. I'm not sure what I'd cook him. Um, Interesting chat, that would be. chat for Dylan, you'd see what he'd bring. Yeah, and, yeah, I'd say there'd be a, a, a large number of people that work in our organisation would be more than welcome there as well. So Great answer. All right, Ed, I'll let you get back to it. We've got a busy day. We Thanks have. very much for joining us. Thank you, Matty. Thanks for having us. Cheers. Cheers.